beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk your political and current affairs program where we're looking to the headlines and looking to stories happening in Nigeria and also bring to you social, actually current affairs um, topics and try to shed more light and give um, information to the populace. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Abigail Seaman. A lovely, lovely, lovely morning to you. And again, Barakad Salah to all our Muslim faithfuls. And welcome to the show. I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mika Misi. Mika, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listener. It's another beautiful Wednesday morning. So while the rest of you at home resting, eating your meat, sleeping, you know, uh, for those of you who are not single, you know, resting on the, <laughs> on the shoulders or laps of your loved ones, here we are, and today it's, an, it's a topic that I have been passionate about for a while. Yeah. Obvious reasons. First, because I grew up in a place where drug abuse was a thing, was a menace. Well, at that time, it did not seem like a menace. I remember growing up in Lagos, in Ikorodo specifically, and seeing young guys from 15, 16, and above constantly talk about setting things they do, certain drugs they did. Mm. I grew up in a place where it was being a quote-unquote big boy to be able to take those drugs consistently and not move. Mm. The same way people say things like you can hold your beer. We say things like you can hold your drink. Mm. I grew up in a place where at night, every single day, you were certain that you see a group of boys huddled together either with something in their hands smoking or something in your cup drinking and it was always evolving it was one drug today or the other tomorrow mm. and the problem is even while these things happened the government of the day back in lagos did not pay attention and I came to Jaws and I also saw the same thing happen. You see in small clusters in different areas in Jaws, people gathered in the afternoon, especially at night, from 8 p.m. until like 12 midnight. And they do these things. And because sometimes we don't see the quote-unquote direct effects, we often let these things go mm. unspoken. Dog abuse is a big deal. And I think it's high time as a society we paid enough attention to it. While we talk about insecurity, I will talk about the economy, I will talk about all the myriad of issues that bedevils us as a country. One that we often do not talk about is drug abuse. I think in 2016, there was a documentary on BBCI called Sweet Sweet Codeine. And it you know, gave a very detailed history, a detailed you know, account of young men and women who abuse drugs, of the series of unorthodox and illegal means of drug supply. And today on the show, we'd want to dive a little deeper on it. Because if we pretend like these problems do not exist, they will not go away. And the problem with societal menaces like this is you do not see the effects when they start. It is after a while, sometimes it could take a on the long In the long run, yeah. Then you start seeing the effects. And the basic simple effects of this kind of issues is the decadence in the society, the crime rate that would increase. It's funny how when we talk about health, we don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about drug abuse. Mm -hmm. We only talk about malaria and the typhoid, which are beautiful. 
But one that we don't talk about is this. And I think it's high time, not just this, the, the country as a whole, but the states and even local government chairmen begin to make concerted efforts. If we know the effects of drug abuse in a society, I think we'll do more as a people. I think we would be more proactive. I think we would not let it get to the point where it becomes an epidemic, which it already is in the country. Nigeria has the highest have number the highest of drug number. abuse users in the world. Imagine a people with 133 million multidimensionally poor people having to deal again with drug abuse. You're dealing with, um, with fuel scarcity. You're dealing with increased tariffs. So, hey, we are going on a very I won't use the word devilish. We are going on a very downward spiral as it is as a country. And I'm hoping that as a people, while we, we enjoy and we know we encourage the government to do more, as a people, we are also responsible. We, we can't. I say this with a sense of, not pride, with a sense of pain in my heart. If you see the number of young men hmm. that are on drugs, the large percentage of teenagers whose life depends on the high they get from these drugs. Just some weeks ago on Twitter, I'm, I'm sure you saw it, where mm. some, some guys were gathered together in a room and then they were smoking balloons. Yes, I, I saw that. Laughing and, gases. And, and it, it's, it's how um, we have moved past the stage of um, marijuana, which is cannabis. We've moved from heroin, we've moved from cooking, and now laughing. We're doing laughing gases. Laughing gas. We're doing laughing. Uh, like it's, and what makes it even more terrible with this drug abuse is that when you go to clubs, these things are very much encouraged. Social gatherings, especially. like it's it's a it's a deal. You know when you go to club and again, I'm, I'm, I, I know we are talking drugs, so I have to use some certain words. You go to the club and you people are smoking shisha and it's like a big deal. Like if you don't do it, they think you are not part of the group. Mm. The same way now, if you don't, if you go to the club and you're not taking laughing gases. They're not, you're not, part, you're of not the part of it. It's, it's, they, they feel like doing all those things give you a certain um, a title, I don't position, or makes you feel higher than. I will use every terminology used. Cloud nine. Yes, and you, you are. are, you, are you are. You're somewhere. <laughs> you're somewhere up above. And as you said earlier, it is causing a decay in our society. It's causing a lot in our society. Nigeria, with a long-standing history of drug abuse, have been grappling with the issues for decades, and the trend goes back to the 1960s and the 1970s, when substances like cannabis, heroin, and cocaine gained popularity among specific segments of the population. And Nigeria's strategic geographical location between drug-producing nations in West Africa and consumer markets in Europe and the Americas had made it a major transit point for drug trafficking. And today, the issue of drug abuse has been tagged an epidemic, and experts have actually raised concern as mental illness cases triple as a result of drug abuse. Now, according to the World Drug Report launched by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime in 2023, it put the global estimate of people who inject drugs in 2021 at 13.2 million. That's 18% higher than previously estimated. And the report further indicated that over 296 million people globally used drugs in 2021, an increase of 23% over the previous decade. And similarly, it stated that the number of people who suffer from drugs 
use dis disorders have skyrocketed to 39.5 million, a 45% increase over 10 years. Now, according to the report, 70% of people in treatment in Africa are under 35. And like many other countries, Nigeria faces significant challenges in combating drug abuse and trafficking. Now, the country serves as a transit hub for drug traffickers due to its location and extensive international connections. Now, the interference from, in, inference, I mean, from this year's um, UNODC report indicated that 14.4% of Nigerian citizens between the age of 15 and 64 abuse drugs. And this is significantly higher than the global average of 5.6%. The numbers keep skyrocketing. The numbers are alarming. We are talking of millions, millions of, millions of people. We're not talking of thousands. We're no, not talking of hundreds. We're talking of millions of people. Globally, in Nigeria, about 14.4%. And you know what? why this is a bit interesting? Is there are certain indices that you probably say, oh, because of this disease, that is why these people are taking these drugs. Mm -hmm. Funnily enough, um, the Southwest, which is the more economically developed part of the nation, have the highest number of drug, drug users. users. And again, these are the ones that are documented. We know, and this is, you know, from research I, I got to read online, that a lot of the, the data they get are from many times people on the streets. They also, let me use the word, corporate drug abuse from people who are not, quote-unquote, on the streets. Mm. If you go to um, um, homes for, for rehabilitating people, you see a good number of them. And it's, the reasons for their abuse is widespread. Of course. But like I said before, mm. we as a nation would have to do more. Beyond just saying it, the government and the healthcare sector would have to do more. And one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest issues with drug abuse is the availability. It is very available. And you, you tend to wonder, where are the regulatory bodies for all of this? Exactly. Well, we will look into the discussion and we'll talk about it today. And this morning, to help us do that, Dr. Okwenuda is right here. Lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. Baraka Desala to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sorry for coming late. Okay. I was held up by... The yeah. celebration of the of course, the understandable. <laughs> but we're glad to have you here. Good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, we're talking about drug abuse in 2023, and we've had this in our country for decades now. Mm. Um, we have gotten to the point where experts are saying that it has been, uh, it has resulted to a lot of mental illnesses that we see today in our society, and and for one would think that uh, the awareness that people put out is. Is, is even more than enough, or people are talking about it a lot. But we're still talking about it in 2023. I wanted to ask you, Dr. Okonoda, are we doing enough to eradicate this epidemic from our society? All right. Thank you very much um, for having me here once again. Uh, you see, when people say things like, we want to have a drug-free society, mm. Those are the expectations that many people say, oh, we are still talking about it, we are still talking about mm. it. It's like talking about crime. Yeah. Um, talking about um, people doing negative things. No matter how utopian you want society to be, those things are a part of us. Mm. Are you getting me now? Yeah. So drug is also a part of us. Now, when we look at why people do drugs, then you will have an understanding of why it is like that. That's why we as professionals 
especially since I'm a doctor, I'm a psychiatrist, we look more in the area of drug demand reduction, mm -hmm. where we look at drug problem as a public health issue that needs to be treated rather than a criminal issue that where you are criminalizing people who use drugs. Yes, you can criminalize people who deal with the drugs, the drug barons, the dealers, and all those. But the people who use drugs are victims. Uh, but why do people use drugs? That's what will now make you understand that to say that, oh, you are going to read the society of drug use may be very difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like when you talk about sickle cell disease. Yeah. We have been talking about it for years, but people are still having sickle cell because once the issue of the heart is there, some people will say, no, we'll go ahead. Mm. And then some people actually will also have wrong or negative, I mean, wrong diagnosis, wrong mm. um, uh, genotype. Type. Somebody has been carrying on his life with result to show that it's AA. When it's not when on the day that somebody something happened to the daughter, they say the daughter is SS, then now discover that ah, initially this, he has this, been this AS all this was, all this was. So those kind of things will always happen. The same thing with drug. People use drugs for various reasons. You'll be shocked that some of the reasons why people use drug is also religious. And once religion comes into anything, because people, big people use it for rituals, religious rituals. What do you mean by religious rituals? Like in worship. For example, in South America, they use coca leaves. Coca leaves is the precursor of cocaine. They use coca leaves as part of rituals. For example, even when you say drug, of course, a lot of people don't like to want to accept it. Alcohol is drug. No. It's just that it's licit. It's is by act, act of legislation. Mm. If the federal government or the parliament today says, oh, alcohol is no more legal, it becomes illegal. It's a pronouncement. That's why in, in the U.S., cannabis is legal in some states. Is that not so? Yes. So, what, what, so people use it for recreation. Somebody uses it for self-medication. Self, um, he discovered that, okay, if I am taking cannabis, I'm hearing voices, I take cannabis, it deadens the voice or it reduces the voices. Are you getting me now? Mm. And the thing about cannabis, for example, is that the state in which you are, cannabis helps you with the opposite. If you are feeling sad, it makes you high. If you are very hyper, it makes you calm. So mm. somebody is using it to self-medicate. Are you getting me now? Yes. And it's getting resolved. Mm. Somebody uses it, like you are saying, I was listening to you because I, was, I had to tune in. Yeah. When you are talking about people going to the club, shisha, and so on and so forth, look, by nature, we are gregarious. We are gregarious in nature. Even the Almighty God looked at Adam and said, It's not good for a man to be alone. People want to belong. Mm. So somebody is in a clique of people, everybody say, I don't want to mention any brand name here, yeah. but by the time I say, You understand? Ah, the ultimate man. So he wants to be the ultimate man. Yeah. He has to do what they are doing. Mm. Those things in themselves are not wrong. Everybody wants to belong. Are you getting me now? Yes. So that's what we make you now to realize that the issue of drugs is beyond just speaking, just talking, just doing outreach, just doing sensitization, one-off thing. Mm. That's why we talk about recovery-oriented services, where you talk about the whole holistic life of the individual. We talk about preventive services, where, in fact, some of the preventive services, hmm, mm. you will not link them with drugs. 
I, so before before you go there, I, mm -hmm. I was going to come to you. We're going to talk about the reasons why people take drugs. Yes. I remember a study. Um, it's called a three pathway model for gambling, where people do something because either they want to deal with an emotional problems yes. or they just want to belong. Mm -hmm. When it comes to drug abuse, what are the most prevalent reasons for people to use drugs? I, I know, for example, like I was saying earlier, that why I come from, why, why I grew up in Lagos, the main reason why people did that was to escape a lot of the things going on in their lives. Mm. You see people who were either staying in shanty, you know, very, very, very uncomfortable places, mm. They are done with work and they feel like their life is, is messy. Mm. They come together mm. and they get high. Mm. Everybody's fine. They go back home and continue mm. like that. What are the underlying psychological reasons why people engage in drug abuse? Because, like you said, if we don't get to the root of it, we will just do outreach. Don't take drugs. Go to church. Don't take drugs. But the reason why they are doing that, we haven't addressed it. All right. You'll be shocked. But I will say it. Because many people don't like to hear it, but it's the truth. One of the major reasons mm, that people do drugs is genetics. People inherit the propensity to do drugs. Hold on. So you're saying that there are people whose forebears were addicts? No. I won't use the word addict. Okay. Because that is one of the stigma. This, this okay, addict is stig a stigmatizing yes, word. Yes, it's a stigmatizing word. Okay. People who use drugs. Okay. But when you, when you say addict, it's a label. Okay. And stigma is labeling. Stigma. Stigmatizing. You you put a label on something. Yes. So for usually somebody uses these drugs. It's a descriptive word. You understand? Okay. However, I just need to do that so that everybody yeah, also out. knows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I say genetics, it may not be as direct as you think, except for things like we have type 2 alcoholism, where if somebody's father is taking alcohol and he was... He was um, he, he was dependent on alcohol. The son, most likely, will will be dependent on alcohol if he doesn't take steps to overcome it. Okay. It is inherited in the gene. However, there are other things that are genetically programmed that is not directly with drugs. It may be somebody who likes adventurous, Means. dangerous mm. um, ventures. Are you getting me now? Yes. Mm -hmm. So and because Use of drug is could be adventurous. Everybody say, ah, let's try this one, let's try this one. Mm. You understand? So, but he has inherited the gene for adventure. So he goes into it and he's hooked. You you get my point now? Yeah. So genetic, I mean genetic uh, play a, a, a major role. Of course, goes with that is um social learning. If somebody's parents look in the environment in which you live, you will discover that. Many of the things that you do there, you take it for granted. They become your worldview. Yes. You take it for granted that that's how it's supposed to be. Are you getting me now? Yes. People get into marriages, program in their mind that this is how a, an husband should behave, this is how a wife should Expectations behave. They and have. when somebody is behaving otherwise, mm. they, say, ah, a you say it's wrong. But the person doesn't see it. True. The same thing with drugs. Somebody sees, like you are describing the shanties. Everybody do drugs there. Are you getting me now? Mm. So uh, somebody believes that ah, that's a normal thing. He carries it along. So the environment, the the societal expectation. That's why people will say uh, this tribe is like this. This tribe is like this. It is their collective consciousness. Are you getting me now? That is also there. For example, 
by origin, I'm an Urubo man. You can't say you want to do any ceremony without putting kankai. You have not started. You, you, you understand my point? So those things happen. Then we have to look at um, mental health issues. You already said some of it. Mental health issues goes beyond mental illness. Mm. Because you don't have to be mentally healed to be diagnosed with an illness to have mental health issues. I say it all the time. Anybody that has a brain, we have mental health issues. Mood, uh, re re relationship issues, you are not happy. Uh, memory issues, you are not able to concentrate. You understand? Disappointment. Yes. In yeah. fact, no money, COVID came, then mm. uh, CBN brought his own, now it's fuel. All those things is disrupting people's lives. And it's mental health issues. Some people will use drugs to cope. Because it could be as simple as alcohol or cigarette. Cigarette, by the way, is one of the most addictive substances that people find it difficult to live. Are you getting me now? Yes. Then some, some people will use cannabis. You know, cannabis is widespread in Nigeria. It is only when you, it's not your thing that you will not see it. But anybody that uses cannabis or uses any substance, give them one hour in a new environment, they'll find out where it is sold. Somebody told me the story of a parent, I mean, a couple. They took their son to Dubai, thinking that they are taking him away from substances there. Within one hour in Dubai, he found the place to use the drugs. So these things are widespread. So some people also use it for recreation. Apart from using it to, uh, I was talking about mental health issues, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, you use it, you, you don't have courage to speak. Maybe you want to toast a, a, a babe, as they say. Yes. You don't have the courage. You go and smoke. Yeah, it reminds, reminds me of um, uh, Kashra Bopatoli in um, Big Bang Theory. All mm. oh, right. So, do you understand? People do that. Mm. Uh, people have depression. Mm. A lot of people have depression. A lot of people. Many of the things they call malaria and typhoid is mild to moderate depression. Wow. Because people, well, what, does, what does it entail? Low mm. mood, low energy. Loss of interest in pleasurable activities. If you have malaria, will your mood be high? Definitely. If yes. you have malaria, will you be energetic? Mm -hmm. So those things are there, and they term it malaria and typhoid. That that convoluted diagnosis of malaria and typhoid. I don't know. Where it's coming from? You get my point. So yes. people use it to get high. Some people they have mild anxiety, moderate anxiety. They use it to calm down. Some people have insomnia. Yes. It may be due to depression. It may be due to any other mental illness because poor sleep comes with almost every mental illness. They will be using anxiolytics and then they get dependent. I have even seen somebody that was having mental illness directly. He was taken to traditional healers. Mm. The traditional healer was using alcohol as a base for his herbs. Ah. The person became dependent on alcohol. So, wow. These are some of the issues. Mm. You know, and sometimes it is simply developmental issue. Because we always say, we say this, that drug use is a developmental issue. I will explain. Before you were born, a man and woman have to come together. Yes. Many times when people are born, it is an agreed thing to say, we are going to come together to have children. If, for example, it was not agreed that they are going to come together to have children, and it was out of wedlock, uh, like we often say. out of wedlock, as we often say, and it was the child was not planned. 
the child can start having problems from that point. Because sometimes the parents may not love that child, or they may be biased against that child. Imagine a child also that comes from the, the, uh, it's a product of rape and all those kind of things. The child reminds the mother of that and all that. That can affect the way the baby is treated right from childhood, and children pick it. They sense it. Are you getting me now? And this person will now have problems from the beginning. It may also be that, okay, the mother is doing drugs. And drugs cross the blood-brain barrier. So the child is doing drugs right from... From, 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 the, the from even the womb. Even from the womb. Oh Are you getting me now? Mm. <laughs> then when the child is born... The issue of um, immunization and all those things are there in the development. Then we get to school. You know, we all have issues. Some people have problems with um, attachment problems, you know, yeah, and all that. Definitely. Some people have problems with their ed education, staying in school, um, being in the midst of people. If you don't help children to navigate that that um, stage of their lives. Are you getting me now? Yes. They may be traumatized. If you have mothers or parents, not just mothers, who are not available for their children, there may be maternal and paternal de deprivation. These days, we don't talk about maternal alone. The place of the father have been proven to be of immense importance to children. Fathers give them their identity. So then the child gets into school, he's not doing well. He gets to adolescence, he's having the issues of the heart. Are you getting me now? Mm. Trying to choose school, um, boyfriend, girlfriend issues. Every stage of their lives, if there is no guidance, they may be overwhelmed and use drugs. They are gregarious. Somebody may say, oh, let's use this. Let's do this. And you know, let me tell you the funny thing. I say this all the time. Many people experiment with drug use. It may be by rolling paper. It may be by doing the real thing, cigarette. Yes. It may be... By but not many people will be dependent. However, the one that will be dependent may not know. Somebody will say, I should be, I did it. I was the one that gave him. Why is his own so different? He may be having genetic predisposition. Mm. He may be coming from, he may, be ha he may have trauma in the family that makes him susceptible to taking it continuously. He may have mental illness that nobody has diagnosed. That may make him susceptible to it. And then he now continues. And then the other people will say, ah, why is his own different? We, are, we didn't tell him to go and become dependent. Hmm. So you can see the myriad of things that make people use drugs. That is why it's very difficult to say drug-free society, legislate against it. Mm. No. You take people right from the beginning, preventive measures, then demand, um, demand reduction measures, Treatment. Take drug problem as a public health issue such that people will be able to come forth when they have the problem. Okay. So um, can we, I'm sorry, afraid. sorry to cut you short. Yes. Can we talk about the preventive measures? Because um, for our listeners, for somebody who has a loved one who is going through this or somebody who is currently going through this at the moment, what are some of these preventive measures? All right. Like I said, preventive measures go beyond... Uh, say no to drugs. <laughs> hey, yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a campaign once. But those campaigns, don't they work? Well, uh, to shock most of the people, those campaigns don't really work. 
Well, I remember I started um, <laughs> telecommunication brand had one campaign then. I, I remember because I was part of I did the voiceover. Yes. So they don't work. Well, why why don't they, they keep They don't doing really this? work. I don't say they don't work at all. They don't really work. You know, we are scientists. Okay. So we do studies. Yeah. We look at things that work and we, as against things that don't work. We look at things that work as against the energy and the, you know, uh, yes, return careful. on investment. Yes. Uh-huh. We see that those one of things, those, you say, say no to drugs. Okay, no. <laughs> you can you can say no, but when you when you go out, out of there, you you, uh, you, you do, say do yes. it. So what are the things that work? Like I said, it's a developmental issue, right? Yes. Things that work include uh, many a times are in the purview of government. Things that can work, for example, school system. Most of us, if not all of us, will be enrolled in schools. At least many people will shall have primary school. Yes. Even if they don't go to secondary or if they don't go to higher institution. If we incorporate drug education into the school system, not the one in which oh. a psychiatrist like me will come once in a while to come and give you lecture on drugs. But there's a topic in um, civic education for, mm. for drug abuse. Yeah, well, I don't know how widespread is it. But that is even a tip of the iceberg. The major thing is make the school system such that it is stimulating. It keeps children in school. It gives them sense of purpose. Are you getting me now? And yes. direction. What do I mean? If somebody is in primary school, and from primary school is already looking forward to, I want to go to this school. I want to go to that school. I want to be the best. Um, you, have, you have leisure activities. You have quiz competitions. You have um, career day. You know all those kind of things that keep you stimulated and want to be in school. That is one very important way of preventing drug use. And that should happen at every stage so that somebody is going to secondary school. In secondary school, you are also dreaming of how to become a doctor. How to become you, purpose, every time, purpose. Are you getting me now? Yes. It helps people to go away from drugs. Why? Because... Most of the time, drug is about um, trying to cope with something that is not going on well. Mm. Are you getting me now? Yes. Or trying to belong. But if your circle is a circle of people that are doing things right, you will, or the circle of people that when they even do things wrong, they will tell their parents. Or their parents will always know. Do you understand? Yes. Then they can be corrected. That's one very important way of preventing drug problems. Another way is to make sure that drug treatment services are widespread. What do I mean? If somebody goes to primary center in uh, Kwampan, for example, and is having problems about drugs, it's not likely that the health worker there will pick it. Yes. It's not likely. They're not trained. Yes. So if he, if he or she doesn't pick it, this person continues. Hmm. Then he continues to the point that it now becomes dependent. And then by the time he now starts shouting, jumping up and down, they are, they are looking for psychiatric treatment. Are you getting me now? Yes. We they will only find in just. So it so means... The prevent, what will have been prevented? For if you go to the hospital today... Hmm? And all your complaint is, I have a headache. What would they do? 
they will take your blood pressure. Remember? Yeah. What is the oh well, headache can come from blood pressure. But if all you have said is that I'm vomiting, they will still take your blood pressure. That's the screening exercise. Taking blood pressure is because hypertension is widespread among blacks. So we have developed it into the healthcare system that anybody that comes for anything, even if it is I hit my toe or something, we are screening for hypertension. The same way is the way we should be screening for drug use. And the screen, screening instruments are very, is very cheap, is very easy to do. I'm not talking about where you're talking, testing the blood or testing the urine. You could be just asking simple questions. Are you getting me now? Simple, basic questions. There's one, one, one that we call cage. Hmm? Cage. You are seeing, have anybody asked you to cut down on the use of any of the substance before? That is C. Hmm? I need to say so that people will understand yeah. how these things are. Or have you, has anybody, I mean, have you gotten angry? Or you see yourself getting angry because somebody is complaining about the way you use this substance? That is A, anger. Do you feel guilty because of the use of this thing? That is G. Then I open. Have you seen that, okay, you are not able to perform well? Maybe um, what we call hangover the, the, the day after. Yes. So that is eye opening. Cage. Mm. If you do this, especially for alcohol, but you can use it for many other drugs. And there are many other ones, assist, all those kind of things that can be built into the health system. He doesn't even have to change any other thing that you are asking them about. See how, did I spend up to one minute asking? Mm -hmm. If we do this, it will prevent drug use. Because once somebody catches it, he can do what we call brief intervention. And the person, since he has not yet gone deep into it, can easily stop it. You follow up on it and all that. Preventive measures are not so difficult as we think. And of course, preventive measures will also include when you are in, the, in, in primary school. I know my primary school. We had football fields. Mm. We are playing all over the place. In my secondary school, we have three fields, BB fields. Are you getting me now? Yes. But what are the schools nowadays? They are going up. They don't have anywhere to play. They don't have anywhere. Recreational services, um, uh, outdoor uh, playing grounds where children can play and improve on their health and mental health. They are not there anymore. Every, even when you go to Abuja, the places that are designated for Parks, recreational parks. Yeah. They are building on it. And everybody is talking about stress. I want to make money. Nigeria is not good. There has never been any time that society is totally good. We read it in Bible now, from the beginning, <laughs> that we will be in struggle. <laughs> All these things are ways to prevent um, drug use. When you make the environment friendly, um, to people and their mental health and so on. And okay, so on. moving forward, for the person who is listening to us, um, mm. one of the things that I think a lot of people do not understand is when, people, when we talk about drug use or drug abuse, they're like, eh, those ones that we see on the streets. Mm. As a psychiatrist and mm. someone who's well-versed in mental health, how would you define for the everyday person what drug use is, that is drug abuse, and what drug dependency means because some people I, I don't know maybe you correct me some okay. people abuse drug but so most times they are not dependent on it 
while mm. they are so which i think they are the ones we often see are the drug dependent people where they cannot function properly without this so how do you first know that oh you are abusing drugs and okay. secondly as a community mm. barring what the governments can do while mm. we are still hoping that you do those things what can we do? Is it because I remember back in the days, like I was saying before in, in Lagos, where I thought that it would have been fair mm. that people would speak to these young men. Of course, yeah, there are times when older women would speak to them, but there was a lackadaisical attitude in terms of relating with these people and talking there, maybe out of it. Are there things that we as a community, everyday people can do, especially when we see these things happening around us, to reduce you know, the level of drug abuse around us? All right, thank you very much. I think um, the first thing is you want us to look at what constitutes drug abuse. Yes. All right, so we have said it before that people can use drugs for recreation. So it's not everybody that uses drugs that is abusing drugs. Mm -hmm. Even the most illegal ones, Let's, let's, let's not put, as a doctor, as health people, you, you are not putting sentiment into it. Even if it is cocaine. Somebody takes cocaine because he was in a group of people. Uh, he said, I don't like it. He leaves. He, he, he has not abused drugs. Are you getting me now? Mm -hmm. Or he uses once in three months because of the circle he finds himself. He moves. He oh, he's an occasional user. As they occasional want user. to target him. It's, it's, it's not abusing drugs, although it's an illegal thing. He yeah. can get into trouble mm -hmm. for for doing it. So that is um, drug use. So people use drugs occasionally, recreationally, and so on and so forth. But at the time that it becomes abuse, is when you use this drug, and it affects you negatively. Mm. Any form of negative affectation that becomes an abuse. For example, somebody binges on alcohol or uses cannabis. Because of that, his mood changes and he becomes abusive. He beats his wife, he, you understand? Yes. That's an abuse. Even if he does it once in three months or once in one year, it's Sorry. abuse. He, everybody knows that though once- As long as it has a negative effect. It has a negative effect, mm. especially, and also on the person's health. On the person's social activity. Okay, you use it, you are not able to go to work. You are not, so you are expected to perform at work, you are not able to perform. That's abuse. Anything, once it, it has negative connotation to your life, that's abuse. But abuse can also mean that on a general level, because we need to also say this, even as simple as paracetamol, you are using it when the doctor has not prescribed, because we have guidelines for everything. Yeah. Our prescriptions have guidelines, even for the most innocuous um, or simple drug. We can use paracetamol to kill, if you don't know, because it can destroy the liver in certain amounts. So somebody uses um, medication, prescription medication, and he uses it beyond what the doctor has given him. That's an abuse. But when it now is psychoactive substance that now affects the brain and the central nervous system, it becomes more dangerous. So all those, what we call them harmful use or abuse, the Americans will say abuse, and the rest of the world like to say, I mean, in our diagnostic formulation, harmful use. But at the point in which it becomes dependent, the person becomes dependent, that's what people call addiction. At that point, it's a mental health problem. 
even at the abuse, it's a mental problem. But at this point, it has gone beyond how uh, we have been telling you, don't use this drug. You are not hearing what. You are not. If I'm hungry and you say uh, I should stop talking, will I hear what? Mm. Food is the hearing of the word. Mm. It's the same thing with somebody who is already addicted. It's a brain disorder that is characterized by compulsive, repetitive use, despite harm to the individual. Even though they know. Yes. All right. Dr. sorry, we'll have to cut you short because we have to open the phone lines for okay. our listeners to be a part of the conversation this morning. 90 And also on social media, www.facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS and off Twitter at JFMJOS. And on social media, we're asking you what additional strategies can we implement to combat this epidemic and eradicate drug abuse. Be a part of that conversation and drop in your comments there. Still, the numbers to call this morning, 90 or 7777 Hello, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Very fine, thank you. Yeah. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yeah, uh, he's an uh, calling from Chicken Water. All right, Anetcha, go ahead. We should have these drugs. Make some some people to to, to run much with this. Even with the work of psychiatrists, those people have not even come back to their normal senses. I think it's high time for the government to pass a law. If they're caught you taking drugs, I think they should take you to jail. <laughs> so that but does, but does jail that jail solve the issue? Because mm -hmm. the the issue of this drug has, has made some people to run mad today. Mm. They have not, uh, even with the treatment that they have received, they have not even come back to their normal fancy. So I think if they've got to take any drug, they should take it to jail so that they spend some time there, so that it be listened to other people. All right. I against, uh, Thank you so much, Anesha. You. you have a lovely day. I don't know if taking them to prison would. It will wasn't the condition. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank, thank you very much. The, the man in the studio is a letter. I'm hearing from the studio. You were having problems with your network. It's breaking, so we're struggling Hello? to hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, now we can hear you. Go ahead. Yes, I said the, the man in the studio is a letter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'm a lecturer. <laughs> I have a challenge. Go ahead. The, 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 the issue to solve this problem in a moral sense, mm. like you said, using the schools. Most times, when, when you go to our school environment, uh, uh, the environment where these drug activities, uh, most most young guys are being more like tutored or by their mates to, to, to how to use it, uh, uh, drugs and abuse it there. So how do you cope with that in the school environment? Okay. Uh -huh. Then, as a psychiatrist, I have seen some of the psychiatrists that are also using drugs and mm -hmm. abusing it, even while they are taking care of the the the, the, the patient, mm -hmm. so to say. So mm -hmm. how do you harmonize this mm -hmm. and, and come out with a good result that will solve this societal problem? Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your question. I'm sure we'll give Dr. Okonuda time to answer that before we ramp up the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Comrade Marcy Patrick Okoro Krafo. <laughs> I'm calling from Owo Blue Base Center in Anglo Just Plant, Nigeria. Welcome to the show. There is, Go ahead. Need, 
for parents to know the type of peer groups the children are moving around. And this issue of rehabilitation center, they should try as much as possible. The, time, the money they collect in order to take care of people that already drop at it is very, very exorbitant. I think there is need for government or individuals to come and help mm. to do what to subsidize the rates there and mm. the drugs they give them. And religious say that they have a lot, a lot to do. Now, people should have to be very careful. You see a child, he goes and when he comes, I see with a bottle of or something like that. That is why where I am now, if I see you coming to see that, I'll collect such drink from you. I'll pour it, I'll pour, I'll pour it, I'll just pour it on your girl before you, and I'll take my money and buy a fresh drink of that particular and give you. The person will be surprised. Now, when you look at when they're talking to you, look at their tongue, you see some of these, these not just, you see their tongue that change, even their teeth as they're talking even their eyes. Mm. So parents and religious leaders, when people come to us, take very well. Not everyone. To be observant. Organizations. Mm. Yes. And even the NDL police, let them come back and start checking this. They are routine. They check every, every day. Like last month, they did it. I don't know why they stopped it. All because right. during that period, now, the, the drug the consumption was reduced. And now they are, I don't know where they are. They should come back, come back and start doing that job now or never. Good morning. To do that, please be careful because you are killing your liver, your intestine, everything. Someone, see, sir, before you go to someone, you would be using your hand to cook soup, mm. pepper soup, mm. and even, even rice to keep in the hotel. Off campus, to the bar, check them, get them good and examine them. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you so much for your contribution. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Angela and Radio Mama. I don't calling from right here. Go ahead. Don't stay in the house. Don't huh? I'm just listening. He's touched on so many things, you know. He's a very good lecturer. You know, I'm in that field. Mm. Yeah, let me tell you something. Doctor, I want to tell you a particular example what happened. This one, I know the person is related to me. He he, he went into drugs because he tried them twice. <clears throat> he got all the cut-off marks, but because of the all these uh, educational backward area, whatever, whatever, you know, giving uh, preference to some people, mm. they edge him out, you know, in terms of the sort of uh, if, if that was not there, he would have scared you because he scored up to 270 or so. I would have read that message, you know. Mm. So now, we can continue then, we have to take him to the psychiatric hospital. Mm. Each time they came to treat him, he will shout, he will shout, he will shout. Nothing is wrong with you, nothing is wrong with you. What's wrong with this admission? You know, so that was it continued like that until the parents and then some of us we all had to help out. Got him admission in a private university. Mm. Today he's in fourteen medicine. He doesn't talk about drugs. Mm. So, what do you think about that? Yes, I'm Let's already... Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Radio Mama. And because of our time, we'll just briefly read uh, a few comments so we can give you time before yes. we wrap up the show to answer some of the questions. All right, on Facebook, some of the um, con conversations and comments here we have on Facebook. Um, quite interesting. Somebody asked a very interesting question, but while it's still loading here on Facebook, Lonan Rechangtros says... What can be done to curtail these habits of drugs among teenagers 
Sabi Junior says, I think the NDLEA and NAVDAG VIO should step up their game because some of these drugs are imported along with goods like rice and they should drop their phone number for reports of any suspicious activities. That's also important. I think uh, moving forward, probably have to get the NDLEA to maybe, you know, give us what they, like Mr. Dolokunoda said, it's not about making them feel like they are criminals. Mm. The issue of drug abuse by majority of the youth in Nigeria can be likened to a canker worm eating the vital parts of our future as a country. It is believed that most drug abusers see it as depressant, even without doctor's advice, which mostly leads to mental derailment of our youth. The onus lies on parents who scrutinize their children to ensure they curb this menace. Suleiman Jibril says, that's from Alberta Kaya Dagza, by the way. Suleiman Jibril says, please, I want to use this opportunity to wish all my brothers happy Eid Mubarak. And please, let us use this to pray for our dear nation, almighty Allah. Thank you. Sunday Moses Evi Evi says, I think the cost of drug abuse to me is depression, poverty, and even economic hardship in our societies. How on earth will I not use drugs when I went out to vote for a leader? I know we'll change the situation of the country, mm. but all of a sudden, um, sad dude with a responsibility to give a credible, sorry, but all of a sudden, rather, the body sad dude with a responsibility to give us a credible election scattered everything. If this, if it is not God that intervened, nothing will be, nothing would happen. I think 70% of Nigerians do drugs, according to Sunday, because of bad governance really and election rigging. Mm-hmm. I had to say it. <laughs> like, let me talk out. <laughs> Comrade Dawes Longard says, the issue of drug abuse in Nigeria, may God help us, come to state locust every day and see wonders that are happening. Mm. See all these young guys using drugs and they can't change. Let us continue to pray for peace, he says. And we're rushing now quickly to Twitter, where... Ayo Dele Agbabiaka also has mm. a comment here. Um, apologies for all these loads. It's, um, it's interesting. Okay. Ayo Dele Agbabiaka says on Twitter, uh, many people are drug addicts. No, not drug addicts. They <laughs> use drugs. Let's use the hair. These are some of the things we need to use our language when yeah, it language, comes to these yes. things. Mm. Many people use drugs because they do not test before taking paracetamol for headache, which can be treated with drinking of water or rest. So Dr. Ayodele says you can treat him heavy <laughs> with drinking water or rest. Alright, because of our time, um, Dr. Okunida, just a, f- a reaction to some All of right. um, I the I will do, I will try as much as possible. Enenche talked about um, sending them to jail. Mm. You see that that is a direct opposite of what I was saying. Yes. That we should treat it as a public health issue. As a matter of fact, I'm on the on the um, on a committee that we are trying to get what we call alternative to incarceration. Mm. People who use drugs, rather than jailing them, give—I mean—send them for treatment because it's a mental health issue. Um, so, if you jail them, the, the 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 thing is that they may even get into worse situation in the jails. Mm. But here, send them for treatment, medical treatment, psychological treatment, social treatment, and then give them skills to be able to overcome the problem. Mm. That's, that's what is more important. Then in terms of um, the person that talks about the school environment, yes. I've already mentioned those things. The school environment should be made such that it will be attractive to students to stay. The teachers should be more involved. You see, the truth of the matter is that children are experimental in nature. And many a time they speak to the people who give them confidence to be, to be open to them. Mm-hmm. So if they have friends who are luring them, they probably will mention it to their parents or their elder ones 
if you make the environment suitable. Throughout the time I was in primary school, secondary school, well, I was not thinking of such things. But I know that there were people whose clique was that one too. Yes. So the environment that you create in the schools is what matters most. And that's why we are saying the curriculum should be that it infuses fun, play, mm. into the So we studying. need more play in our schools. Yes, into mm. the studying of children. So, and then the person says that psychiatrists also do drugs. Drugs is a woman problem. I have said it before. Psychiatrists are woman beings. Do you understand? Yeah. So they may also be coping with one thing or the other, and they may also become dependent, and they will also need treatment. So it's, 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 it's as it is. People, doctors have died of illnesses that is in their own field. True. Uh, so it's, it's a woman problem. There's no big deal about that. But the thing is that for people to uh, seek for help, and Mazi Okorafo was very right in what he was saying concerning drinks. Mm. You have even seen people who, it would be, I don't want to call any brand, yeah. Yeah, all sure. these, caf- I mean, carbonated drinks. Yes. Yes. You will see, but it's another thing that is inside. Yes, they really. do it a lot. So a lot. people have to be observant. People have to be observant. In terms of rehabilitation centers being expensive, it is professionals that work there. It is money that is used to run the place. I tell people all the time, all my staff, there is no single one that is earning what is worth. And it's simply because I cannot charge, if I even I charge as much as I want to charge, people are not able to pay. So, mm. it's, it's, it's so is, there way, way, is there a way that there can be subsidized rates? Government is the best person that can subsidize. Mm. Because um, um, if government make it available in their in government hospitals. hospitals. It will be better. Mm. Are you getting me now? Mm. I set up that place because it was not available in the place where I work. All right, in, t- in 10 seconds before. All right, go. in 10 seconds. Mm. Um, Radio Mama talked about somebody. It's coping mechanisms. We will all go through disappointment in life. Mm. Disappointment is not a reason why we have to do drugs. We must learn good coping strategies, mm. coping mechanisms. And some of those things are the things that we learn when we listen like this for trainings, seminars, and so on and so forth. Right. Thank you very much for Thank you so me. much, Dr. Okonida, for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank you so much for enlightening our listeners on drug abuse and other preventive measures. We want to thank you. So as you go out there and in the spirit of celebration, please do not indulge in activities that you shouldn't and make sure you stay safe. For myself, have a lovely morning. And for me, Mikael Macy. Stay out of trouble. Good morning. And spread love. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.